Welcome to the Monetary Mixtape with Will Hoffman, founder of Hoffman Wealth Management. In this podcast, we help fellow Gen Xers simplify complex wealth issues that are important to Gen X. We do this by cutting out the mundane material and using a refreshing approach to finances in a way this skipped generation appreciates. Join us for this ride where we explore financial planning and wealth management as Will Hoffman draws from almost 20 years of experience and brings to you qualified guests to help be your latchkey to tricky monetary affairs. Welcome to Monetary Mixtape with your host, Will Hoffman, where we talk about the ever forgotten Gen X. I'm Wendy McConnell. Hi, Will. How have you been spending your time? Well, Wendy, I wish I could say it's been a bit more productive, but I have you to blame for the the lack of really focusing on much other than binge watching Cobra Kai for the last last couple of days. Oh, no. Now, um, I'm happy to say I'm almost caught up and it definitely holds up. There's uh, every reference to the old karate kids are in there. A lot of surprise appearances by folks that you'd forgotten about. And it, they've definitely done our generation some justice with this series. And I have been glued to the television whenever possible um, for the last couple of days. Well, I had fallen off that bandwagon. And so I have to catch up. I believe I'm up to the start of season three. So I will work on it and we will yes. discuss in further episodes. Well, and season three gets really awesome. And I'm not going to give you much more than that because I don't want to spoil it for you. But yeah, it's definitely worth the, the binge for sure. All right. I'm looking forward to it now that the weather's getting a little bit, not as, you know, yeah, and spend some time in sores. All right, we love to talk about Gen X and all that this generation faces. What challenges are there specifically for us Xers? Well, when it comes to our money and when it comes to planning, you know, we have all, and, and this is regardless of generation, we've all generated our financial habits from our parents, but our retirements are going to look a little different. So understanding what our retirements look like, how we are you know, saving for, investing, how we like to invest, all of those things um, are going to be much, much different than what our parents and grandparents experienced. Um, in addition to that, um, and this really isn't a challenge, this is a giant opportunity that, that our firm and our profession has transitioned um, into being fiduciaries and needing to do what's in, in our client's best interest. So now the things that our parents dealt with the you know the dinner seminars where you know these advisors would sell you or buy you a steak if you bought their financial product fortunately are becoming a little bit less popular um, which is a good thing you know those types of programs you know we bought a financial product in the mood of the market or in the mood of the the event and may have not been doing so in our best interest um, so, so it's really been this giant transition, which is something our generation has always been accustomed to. Remember, we we ushered in MTV, we ushered in, you know, what's what was the song? Video killed the radio star. So that's it. So now we, you know, we got to watch music videos instead of just listening to them on an FM radio or an AM radio, and and so it's transition that we're comfortable with. It's um, transition that. We're used to our parents rolling our eyes at the music videos or the music that we were listening to, and. Um, you know, a quick, funny story. I share a building with my dad. Um, and one morning I know exactly what I had Dr. Dre on, um, on my radio one morning or playing through my computer one morning. And my dad comes in and looks at me and goes, are you ever going to outgrow this? 
And I said, you know what? No, I'm not. It's not going to happen. This is my music. Nobody's asking him if he's going to outgrow the Beatles. Don't ask me if I'm going to outgrow Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg because it's not going to happen. Well, what did he think you were going to move along to? Classical right. music, jazz, country? Bob Seger is going to become my new favorite, I guess. No, I love Bob Seger, so no, no disrespect there. But right, you know, they hung on to the Beatles. They hung on to the Creedence Clearwater Revival. We're going to hang on to Dr. Dre and Nirvana. It's just every generation will. Yeah, I think that our musical tastes vary a little bit. So that leads to the question, you know, as MTV did debut and, you know, all of these videos came out and they were so spectacular because it was nothing we had ever seen before. What do you consider the most memorable of those first videos that you saw in the early days of MTV? Oh, boy. Memorable. Uh, you know, there's so many, you know, when, when you think of Gen X and popular music videos, you know. Madonna's Vogue always comes to mind. Guns N' Roses, November Rain always comes to Ugh, mind. One of my favorites. My um, my favorite video, um, which is a little bit later um, in the Gen X and the MTV movement, was Ice Cubes. Today was a good day. Mm -hmm. Always a favorite of mine. Um, however, I have, I mean, the most iconic music video probably still of all time has to be Michael Jackson's Thriller. Oh, well, um, that was a mini and, movie. Right. And it was, well, so was November Rain. Yes. yes. Um, but Michael Jackson's Thriller, always number one on the most iconic video lists. Always, always makes you stop what you're doing to watch the rest of the video. Um, and now we're calling our kids into the room to watch a video whenever it comes on because MTV is really not showing many music <laughs> videos anymore. There's uh, the music. Right. But yeah, I, I have to go with Michael Jackson's Thriller when I think of Gen X and MTV. Um, that, you know, the other thing I think of with MTV, and this may go way back, um, was the game show that they had on their remote control, mm -hmm. where we got our first introduction to Adam Sandler. Um, and it was just a silly, goofy game about music and television and often gets forgotten and something else that could be due for a reboot. People loved that show. Yes. And speaking of game shows, do you recall, and it was on VH1, not MTV, but... Rock and Roll Jeopardy. Um, I'm drawing a blank. No, you don't um, remember it? Jeff Probst. I'm just finishing Cobra Kai. Now I'm going to have to go back and get caught up on Rock and Roll Jeopardy. Jeff Probst was the- Oh, wow. Yeah, the MC of the show. And this was way before, you know, Survivor. So I was a fan of his from then. So yeah, you have to check it out. Yes, Rock and Roll Jeopardy. So much in, fun. Going in the notes and that'll be the next time suck that they- garners all my free time going down the the vh1 rabbit hole right <laughs> okay well let's talk about some of the main differences between what we saw our parents do to what we have to do and then really even what our kids need to do sure so you know we're talking about our parents which are early baby boomers or, um, you know, ladder of the previous generation. Um, they had traditional pensions. They had predict predictable social security. Um, so when it came time for them to retire, it was just a matter of picking a date. Um, 401ks hadn't been a big part of their retirement planning yet. All the different retirement planning options, company stock wasn't a big part of their portfolios yet. So 
it was just a matter of picking a date that they felt comfortable with their current income and then counting on social security cost of living adjustments. And ours is going to look completely different. For the most part, ours, we're going to be on our own, which is something that we're not, that we're accustomed to, that we're yeah. not uh, afraid Always of. Always you know, we, <laughs> we were latchkey kids. We came home. We were on our own to do our homework until our folks came home from work. And our retirement's not going to be much different. We're going to have to count on our 401ks. We're going to have to count on you know our income plans. We're also going to have to think about social security a little bit different. And there was a study done not too long ago by T. Rowe Price, I believe, that Gen Xers, about a little bit more than half, 56% of Gen Xers really don't think social security is going to be something they can count on and is going to be bankrupt before we can, before we can count on it. And when asked the question, 73% says that something will be there, but it's not going to look anything what our, like our parents' scenario does. So in true fashion of latchkey kids, we're going to be, this is going to be up to us. We're going to be on our own. So let me ask, like, with the difference of social security between now and how our parents obtained a social security and right. the amount, is it that they got more and they were just getting less now, or has the cost just out? played the amount we're getting well the biggest impact has been there's been a lot of baby boomers you know it's it, it was the largest demographic for a very very long time and the projections changed so much um in addition to that you know we've gone through a lot of economic events from um you know 1987 market crash from um the dot-com era tech wreck to the financial crisis, to um, to COVID. So the projections, um, they changed. And now that there's a, you know, concerns about how social security has been funded, has it been funded enough? Has it been managed appropriately? And what stat or what status, the status of that will be as we move forward. Okay. Well, fingers crossed. Right. Well, fingers Fing crossed. We want that money. Crossed. It's uh, it's always safe to to have your plan not considerate, and if something is there, tremendous, we'll take it. But it's, um, it's nice to be able to plan for things on our own. And like I said, it's, it's nothing our generation's not used to. So the industry has transitioned to fiduciary. Now, what does that exactly mean? Fiduciary means that we have to act in our best interest of our clients when it comes to their money. A, a fiduciary textbook definition is just that somebody that acts in the best interest of somebody else when it comes to their financial scenario. And Gen X really is going into their planning in kind of a great time right now, because regardless of most financial advisors status or company, how we're structured, this is the norm now we have to do this. So, um, we aren't just selling a financial product for the sake of our clients um, or for the sake of our sales goals or for the sake of our company or for the sake of a commission. We have to explain to our clients how we get paid and we have to do what's in our client's best interest. So um, gone are the days of uh, the financial product salesperson or the stockbroker. You know, if you remember Bud Fox and Wall Street trying to, you know, make thousands of phone calls a day so he can sell stocks to whoever answered the phone, 
can't happen anymore. Now there's a much, much more strict process that's necessary. So, so gone are the, uh, the days of the stockbroker and the, uh, the cold call to, to sell shares of stock. And that's good news for the consumer, right? Yes, because now their goals and their financial objectives have to be considered. That doesn't mean that the stockbroker was trying to lose folks money. It just means that now does that advice fit into the financial objectives of their client? And that's um, that's why Gen Xers have loved our process so much because it takes all of that into consideration. You know, our process is not designed for us. It's designed for our clients. It's to make sure that they're very clear about what their financial objectives are. We are very clear about how our solutions can help them. And then we're very clear about making sure that we are adapting as conditions change. Um, whether it's market conditions, economic conditions, whether it's individual um, conditions and you know changes in their employment, changes in opportunities that they can take advantage of, changes in opportunities uh, when it comes to you know education planning for their children, um, all of those things, we have to make sure that we can adapt in addition to you know putting everything in place at the beginning. So how much should we worry about market conditions? Now, we've always been kind of led to believe it's the main factor. Having a good plan can really lessen the impact of market conditions. Um, that doesn't mean it doesn't make our bellies hurt. And every time we see a ton of volatility in the stock market, there are an infinite amount of news sources that are going to remind us every day how we should feel about the market and how we should feel about you know different investment movements. However, a good plan is going to allow us to weather those storms. Obviously, we're going to be communicating through all of those different type of market environments and you know trying our best to make transitions and um, and help our clients understand what's going on and take advantage of you know opportunities that we see in the market. But a good plan is going to remember that the market does what the market does and that there's averages for a reason and that the market will, will typically adhere to those averages over a long haul. And as long as we keep that forward-looking perspective in mind and understand that our time horizon is what's most important and where we still have our biggest advantage as Gen Xers, it's... Um, that becomes more important than what the market did today or what you know the talking heads think the market is going to do in the next you know week or two weeks or six months. We know that the market is a long game right. that we, you know, we're putting into our 401ks and we're investing in the market and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and we've been told that, you know, it's a long game. So, you know, no matter what's happening, just leave everything the way that it is. But what about for those people? And it's not really Gen X yet, but that are going to be start taking the money out. You know, right. what kind of changes do you make if the market is extremely well, volatile? And ironically, Gen Xers, we're only five years away from 62. We're only five years away from being able to make that first social security claim and start to really start considering the, the distribution phase of our lives and living off of the money that we've accumulated. And it is an important transition. It's a transition that it makes us, the biggest impact is how we feel about our money at that time. You know, we tell our clients, we even view it in the, in our firm, the accumulation phase is easy. I Understanding. disagree, but no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but Save as much as you can, budget, and save as much as possible and invest it. We know the market's going to go up. The market's going to go down. Downtimes when you're accumulating is actually 
the best time to start considering, you know, putting more money into the market or investing. Um, the downtimes are what gives us the opportunities. Um, but in the distribution phase, the volatile times in the market, they tend to hurt a little bit more. They tend to keep us awake a little bit more at night. They tend to make us rethink our goals. And that's what we try to help our clients avoid is, you know, understanding that those down times are going to occur, understanding that we are here and we are monitoring and working with our portfolios through those downtimes. But that doesn't mean you need to be lying awake at night, staring at the ceiling, worrying about if you're going to be able to take advantage of the opportunity, take the trip, have the family events that you want to have um, just because, you know, the market is volatile a bit. So why is it so important to start planning early? You know, and it's one of those things that we've all been told. I was told in my twenties, start doing it now. Start it. I didn't listen. Many people <laughs> in their twenties don't listen. So, you know, when is really the realistic best time to get started and um, how important is it to make sure that we're doing something? Sure. And that answer is easy. That answer is right now. And it, that's regardless of if you have a five-year time horizon, a 20-year time horizon, a 40-year time horizon, the planning process is different for folks in those stages, but the time is now. Every person that, every client of ours um, that's a baby boomer, that is retired, that is heading into retirement, the number one thing 100% of them will always say is, I wish I would have started this earlier. And that doesn't matter what they've done. Some of them have done a fantastic job of accumulating and saving and been very diligent, but they wish they would have done it sooner. And that's the one thing that I do know that they've told us as their children, that they've told their millennial age children that they're starting to preach to their Gen Z age children now is start planning, start doing this now, regardless of dollar amounts. And we are seeing that as the generations progress, they have got more financially savvy. They've got more, you know, they've started to have a longer view on saving and investing. But the answer to that question is if you haven't done it yet right now, and if you have been doing it and you're have any doubts or any concerns about your plan, now's the time to review it. Now's the time to check on that, particularly because we are in a little bit of a pocket of volatility when it comes to the market right now. And these pockets of volatility are going to occur as we go, as we accumulate, as we save, as we then retire and take distributions from that money. These pockets of volatility, we're never going to be immune to them. And we're never going to not, they're always going to occur. So it's in my time, in my opinion, it's a, the best time to review your plan to make sure that you're still on track. And if not make adjustments, let's make adjustments. Let's see how we either get you back on track or confirm that everything we're doing is okay. So when we get to the distribution part, is that when we're like so super conservative that we're not even trying to make more we're just trying to make sure we don't lose any not necessarily like i mentioned the sequence of returns is important and the market downs seem to hurt or and they hurt our bellies more than anything else but you know retiring at 65 with a life expectancy of 95 still means you have 30 years um to not use the market and to not um use equities is or can be 
um, a bit limiting. Mm -hmm. Not Um, smart. That's right. It could be a bit limiting. And, um, you know, it's, it's important to have that perspective. When we sit down with a 65 year old, we have to imagine that we're sitting down with a 92 year old and, and how do we get you through these next 30 years, um, to make sure that you're, um, that you're having the lifestyle that you want at 92 in addition to 65. So, so those types of that, that's why the plan becomes important. And that's why navigating these little volatile moments is important. So when we're going, when we're talking about the plan, we're coming to you and we're starting to make a plan. There's homework. Yes. And there's homework. Yes. And in true Gen X fashion, we were okay with doing our homework on our own. Right, Wendy? No, Will. I no. That's always do it for and And that's what is, we try to do as much of it as we can. Um, however, there is some data accumulation that's necessary, you know, getting statements together, getting, you know, having an understanding of what your household expenses are, you know, th- those are important things that, you know, has to be a conversation at home or some accumulation at home. It's not intense, it, you know, and there's no grade. So you don't have to worry about if I, if you did it correctly. Um, but the one thing is that the better the information that we have, the better the plan will be. Um, you know, it's kind of like going to your doctor and forgetting to tell them that, um, your family history, well, that's a big part of how your doctor can, you know, monitor your health and understand the events that could be coming up in your life based on your family history. Mm -hmm. Um, money's no different, Uh, you know, understanding our money and in financial planning is really no different and, um, understanding what you've done to this point, what you have accumulated, um, how that's allocated and positioned is very important, even if it is um, assets that you don't want your financial advisor to manage. Um, you know, it's very, it's okay to say, no, this account is staying where it is, but it's important that we know about it. So the accounts that we are managing, we are doing our best because if not, um, you, know, you can put yourself in peril and we, that's not why any of us are in business. Well, before we wrap up, I have one more extremely important question for you, Will. Okay. Who was your favorite VJ? Oh. No, I'm always wife, stumping you, aren't I? That's okay. My my wife's going to hear this. I always had a crush on Martha Quinn. Really? Yeah. I, Martha <laughs> Quinn. Um, you know, now on the night, what is it? The XM90 station. You have yes. downtown Julie Brown is always on there and, and she's great. Um, but I did. I had a crush on Martha Quinn. Not Nina Blackwood. No, nah, I, I like Nina Blackwood. Like uh, like them all. Kurt Loder, love them all. But I uh, Martha Quinn had to be my favorite. I was going to mention Kurt Loder because I was in news and okay. I wanted to be the first MTV news reporter that was female. Okay. And it's funny, you know, he just kind of fell off the face of the earth. Kurt Loder did, but Chris Connolly was his backup. And he is now on ABC. He does all of the uh, award shows. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he came from MTV. Yes. A lot of folks have come from MTV. You know, it, it's it's kind of like um, the Saturday Night Live of, uh, of our generation where folks have, um, you know, used as their springboard and their launching ground. And, um, you know, the MTV Spring Break series had a lot of shows, had a lot of great folks that, that emerged from there and 
but yeah, if, if I have to name one, one VJ, Martha Quinn was always my favorite. Yeah. And we got Jenny McCarthy from NBA, yeah. the show singled out, singled out. And yes. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Carson Daly, who's now on, um, I, yes. NBC, you know, on NBC, right. The, te- yeah. the today show. He also does the, um, Oh geez. What is the NBC version of American Idol? <laughs> oh, the voice, the voice. Yes. yes. <laughs> so I had met him at the MTV uh, house beach house in Seaside one time. Oh, we, cool. we passed each other on the stairway and he went, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> My claim to fame when it comes to Carson, you got to meet him. Nice. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that's technically meeting, but <laughs> well, well, I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you for joining us today on Monetary Mixtape with Will Hoffman. Uh, Please like, follow, or subscribe. And Will, how can people get in touch with you? Best way is always our website, um, hoffmanwealth.com. Our website has a a link up there to schedule a phone call with us, schedule a, a discovery call to see if any of these things that you're going through can be fixed. If, if your plan's on track, it's a great opportunity to take advantage of our free second opinion service to see see how everything's going for you and if we can help. And if not, confirm that everything you're doing is right on track. Get that gut check fixed. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Until next time, I'm Wendy McConnell. Don't bounce just yet. The streetlights haven't come on. Thank you for listening to the Monetary Mixtape Podcast. If you thought this episode was dope, then click the follow button to be notified when we drop a new episode. Visit our website at hoffmanwealth.com or give us a call at 724-522-5411. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Hoffman Wealth Management. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Private Advisor Group, a registered investment advisor. Private Advisor Group and Hoffman Wealth Management are separate entities from LPL Financial. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly.